Good evening and welcome back to another episode of the Sunday Porch Podcast. Here with Will as always and today we're joined by a special guest, Wyland Kiefer. What's up, what's up? <clears throat> Good to have you on the show, Wyland. How have you yeah, been? Yeah, man. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Uh, feel free to give just like a bit of a brief introduction to yourself, like what you're up to, where you've been. Yeah, man. Um... Wyland Kiefer, currently a student at Buff State, studying uh, television and film arts for my uh, BFA there. Tons of torture, tons of crazy shit going on. (laughs) Fucking can't wait to be done with it. Um, But yeah, man, just just living life, getting through this shit. Can't wait till summer because fuck school, you know? For sure. Well, dude, I wanted to have you on um, the show because I feel like you probably have the most in-depth experience of, like, all things entertainment, like, comedy, movies. Like, we talk a lot about, like, movie nonsense on here, so I'm definitely down to get hella deep into, like... <laughs> Yo, I've been, TV yeah, shit. I've been doing I've been doing a little bit of research, thinking about, like, stuff to talk about, but, yeah, I've I've learned some crazy stuff just going to college focusing on film like i think um after next semester i'll have my majors in tfa and then minor in film studies because yeah that's that's all it's there for just to talk about movies that's what i'm going for um tell connor about the project you're finishing up right now it's a funny ass movie (laughs) bro this is yeah this was an insane just the entire the entire experience has been fucking insane um but yeah so this semester, this is my second last semester, and the uh, the senior project, we every single person in the class has to uh, write, produce, direct, and like completely like edit um, a sh- ten to seven to ten minute short film on whatever you want to do, like literally like any any topic within reason, and because I fucking who the fuck knows why made a movie about a uh, door-to-door salesman who gets convinced by this scam artist to go out and sell his books. But this uh, this guy in a banana suit is just not <laughs> fucking with his business. So he comes around and just, like, fucks his shit up. It was it was just a wild card. Like, the log on alone is just like, yo, like, what the fuck? And it has been crazy. It, it, not even just, like, the shit going on in my, like, life, but, like, just focusing and just, like, trying to make a movie is an insane process, but... I got a rough cut done today. It has a outline to it. It is, it has been nuts, and everyone has been going through some crazy shit on their own project. Like this is just my story. Well, there's tons of stories out there about like mm-hmm. people trying to make movies. But um, once I get this done, uh, next semester is when we all collaborate and make a uh, television pilot that we uh, pick shit. whoever. So um, that gets decided. We all get like divided up into roles. So like whoever wants to write it has like control over that, and then everyone has like their own selective role. But yeah, man. It's been fucking how, crazy. How did you come up with the idea for the short film? Like, does the banana suit guy represent anything? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. Like, in a way. It's it's not, it's like, I wanted to keep it, like, abstract. Um, like, the whole theme of the movie is, like, fighting for what you believe in, in a way. And, like, people are out here, like, scamming people and, like, like fucking people's beliefs. And, and it's like... It, Every single character in the movie, at, like at least how it's turned out right now, is just trying to go about like 
getting money in the just the most fucked up ways. Mm-hmm. Except for the banana man. He's just out here like doing shit for free. And he's just he's not about this whole like capitalist mindset. So that's the, he's he's really just like a, a symbol of like anarchy. An agent of chaos. <laughs> exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Sick. That's got to be one one part that's really fucking cool about going to school for something like that. It's like at the end of the project or at the end of the school year, you have a, a tangible item that you created, especially when it's a, a product of your own intelligence like that. Like I feel like that's something that a lot of people miss out on in school in general. And, and it can kind of just like... I don't know, form a bad mindset when you go through and put all this work in and you have nothing to show for it. Exactly. And and no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And honestly, like, I'm not expecting us to win any wars. Like, I'm just out here to entertain, honestly. Like, at the end of the day, if it makes someone's day a little bit more interesting, great. You know, like, that. that's really what my main goal is here with, with my approach. But, um, yeah, no, we got some, like, really, really talented people in the program right now. Um, got some like really big ideas. People have been moving on to getting jobs at like Paramount, fucking like Fox News. Um, we actually had uh, one of the head writers for Mr. Robot, and uh, he actually is now. It's coming out in like a month. Uh, Secret Invasion. He was one of the head writers on that. The new Marvel uh, series coming up. Sick. He went to Fox State. Yeah, and he comes by. He actually donated for uh, our pilot that we're producing. So that's dope. Um, I had no idea. Yeah, Kyle Bradstreet crazy dude but he came from buff state you know so it's got a lot, a lot of cool minds yeah love mr robot dude that shows yeah <laughs> it's got to be cool going to school and studying film because that probably that probably gives you a lot new like a lot more of a nuanced perspective on the stuff that you watch as it comes out outside of class as well too you like you probably think of things a lot differently than you used to before right 100 percent. um i mean in the end like like i'd say movie is just movies today are just like like modern day magic like like mm-hmm. those little magic shows they have because like the first one of the first movies i mean not like the first but um one of the big, biggest the- theatrical releases of the earlier cinema time was um trip to the moon you guys probably seen the dude with the moon with the fucking spaceship right. in his eye you yeah, know what i'm yeah. talking about mm-hmm. yeah that the director of that was a magician and everything that's come from that has just been tricking the audiences so getting to see like behind the scenes like how did manipulate an audience that's kind of like what i'm going to school for is mass manipulation in that way yeah um it yeah it's really cool to see like the little tricks you can do with just images and sounds to like manipulate emotions yeah where do you see um like kind of our generation entering that industry like where do you see the future of what a movie kind of means where do you see that going it's, like you it's, see shorter format. Um, I think that especially with how, you know, writing for streaming has definitely changed all, a lot of stuff. Even the, the way that we watch movies has changed, right? It's more mm-hmm. people watch on their phone as opposed to going to a theater or watching on their TV. 100%. Um, and, and that's really it, man. Like the new generation is, is going to be going up again. Like a very, like when I, when I got into the program, I didn't know it was like highly competitive industry. But with the amount of things being produced, like the, the instant gratification that you get from like having, you know, access to all these shows and you can watch them whenever you want, rewatch Breaking Bad as many times as you want to. Mm-hmm. It's in COVID too, especially it has like really tanked on the, the theater industry in general. Um, but it, yeah, you got, you got a lot, of, lot, lot more opportunities to, to create some shows, streaming. Um, and 
you know, that, that opens a lot more jobs for people in a way, but it's also like very saturated. Like I can bet you guys only watch 15 to 20% of movies that are on Netflix alone. Cause there's a lot of just like bullshit out there. You know? Right. They just kind of get made just right to get made. Yeah. And, and I, I agree with that a ton. I think that not only is the market saturated, but I think Will was touching on this too. Just attention span is at an all time low. It's like it's, time. it's probably got to be much more of a battle to hold an audience's attention for a whole two, three hour movie than it ever used to be in the past because now you, people people can't even sit through a 30 second video without scrolling to the next one and they do that eight hours a day it's tough to, to get, get get an audience in the movie but back in like 1975 you know uh, a new hope comes in people probably watch that eight times in a row yeah i mean did you guys see avatar 2 yeah i didn't see the second one yet uh yeah it's it's one of those movies that you just gotta like watch in theaters and it mm-hmm. was like the whole like marketing plan around that movie and just like like i gotta give james cameron credit like he fucking made another blue person movie and made a shit ton of money (laughs) off of it like yeah it's it's like the first avatar it's a great like first like look into like where visual effects are going and like a you know theater experience you watch it on your phone it kind of looks like shit (laughs) it's kind of like 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 mid you know but um yeah, like, like there's certain movies that are definitely, like, made for a theater, theatrical experience. Um, have you guys seen uh, 2001 Space Odyssey? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I like, have not. I really gotta watch that, but... Y- dude, it's fucking awesome. And I think it came out before Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. I think it came out before Star Wars, and the visual effects are just, like, fucking incredible for the time. But the first time I saw it, I, I think I saw it on my laptop, and it was like, I'm like, alright, cool movie. It was pretty stoned. It was like, fun time mm-hmm. but um we were assigned to watch it in my uh, one class for uh, it's a history of cinema two i'm taking and one of my classmates works at a uh, dips in like the movie theater and he rented out the space for us to watch 2001 there for um the class and dude it was an entirely fucking different experience yeah. it's, it's around like there's certain movies that are just made for a, a theatrical experience but mm-hmm. in the end of the day yeah like the the there's not a lot of people still going to theaters like as regularly as it were right my issue too like with the new avatar and with the new um star wars movies is i feel like now when they make sequels even if the visual effects are better and the pr- there's a higher production value that they don't have any balls as far as like moving the story forward like yeah. the the la- the star wars movies that came out like the um main trilogy just felt like they were just hitting on like they were just recreating scenes that already happened so it's yeah. trying to just pull mass nostalgia instead of move the story forward in an interesting way yeah um i totally agree with that and i mean in the end of the day movies are there to make sales to, to sell tickets right. you know um you could be the the most creative fucking filmmaker in the world but if you don't understand your audience and you don't understand what people want, you're not going to get anywhere in that way, you know? But right. do people want that or is that just like a safe bet? You know, like... So, yeah, um, I mean, like, what you're talking about there is, like, indie films. Um, and that is, like, I, I love fucking indie films. I love when people do a weird 
trick with a camera that I've never seen before. And honestly, I bet like all art is just stealing. There's there's no real like original composition in a way. Like I'm not composition, but like like everything. Everyone steals from everyone else and meshes it all together. I think it's just got to steal from more than like three people. Yeah, he's like, fuck you. Yeah, for sure. Well, I've always <laughs> felt too, like, just, just to lead off a little bit of what Will was, was touching on, is like, I think it's interesting to see the difference that happens when we have this new technology and we have this new CGI that these big name corporations like Disney owning Star Wars now they can lean heavily on the ability to just throw a bunch of like excellent cinematography cinematograph- cinematographic effects at the audience yeah yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a weird, so <laughs> see how many more syllables I can toss yeah. in that word and then they don't have to be so like dialogue heavy or story heavy because they're, they're, it's gonna look so fucking cool anyway yeah dude I mean and that's like, that's kind of like what you take away from it like any sort of like entertainment it's like yeah there's like there's some value in like what it's about but it's like the, the experience itself you know mm-hmm. like um and that's that's where i was going with the, the other thought is um there you you can be a great writer you know you can be a pioneer in any sort of like any aspect of film and you can make some wild fucking movie that, you know, maybe uh, off of the waterline or, or some other pitch that you have gets some traction for producers and you create it. Um, there's the uh, there's like a bunch of different steps to pre-production just after the film is done being made where you have the, uh, the editor's cut, the one that they're happy with. But they do also consider what the director wants. So the director is a big influence on how the final edit is like that's. Mm-hmm. Like once you're done shooting, you're only done with like half the film. As they say, is uh, the, the movie is made in the editing process. Like that's where it all comes together, mm-hmm. and you know that that's where the real work begins. But the producers, the ones who are funding this project, the ones who are investing their money into this, Disney, fucking Pixar, like Warner Brothers, whoever these big studios are that you're just lucky enough to get, you know, their funding, they have to do it the final say. And if they don't think that this movie is going to generate enough revenue to be worth their investment. They're not going to, you know, allow you to do a lot of these crazy new ideas that you want to do. They're mm-hmm. going to want to play it safe, but yeah, that's the thing. Fucking avatar. It was mid, it was such a mid movie, but it's like what, like number three in the world in terms of box office sales, three or four. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's interesting. And I feel like that's one thing. It's like as I get a little bit older, and I've just seen more movies. Like I, I, I still fucking love to go to the movies. I'll go to the movies and watch, sit and watch a, and watch a movie alone. Like more often than not, honestly, because I feel like I can just sit and just truly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like as I get older, it's like I'm more drawn towards like movies that i never would have enjoyed when i was younger like i just watched uh banshees of intran yes yeah that dude yeah and i it's like basically just two dudes talking the whole movie and i i fucking loved it like i thought it, i was talking to my brother about movie recommendations i'm like i liked it but i know you're not going to and it's you know, it, start continuing. yeah it's, it's just for like different reasons it's um i i, I guess like 
I was excited to talk to you on the podcast too because I, I have like some closet aspirations to uh, be a writer at some point in my life. So I like I like to like write short stories. But one thing I've noticed is is uh, you can't write how people talk in real life and expect it to be interesting. Like writers yeah. that are really successful, like like guys like Stephen King. I feel like if you really like took their writing and put it into real life, it wouldn't sound interesting. Like he likes to like show emotion. Like he wouldn't say like, like he was mean. He would say, he would show it. He'd be like, he would cheat a widow out of her last dollar just because he could. Like, (laughs) and like, but nobody talks like that in real life. And I feel like in movies, it's the same way. Like if you're writing the script for a movie, some of the most famous like monologues throughout cinematic history the amount of emotion that's conveyed by actors, not even through their words, but through their face. If somebody did that in real life, it would feel unnatural. But it's, I, I guess it's just like knowing the medium and being able to convey emotion in a, in a very like medium specific manner is a, is a, is like an extremely important skill. And, and I, it's, I think it deserves a lot of respect. And I think the people that aren't really so close to the art itself don't really understand that no i i totally agree with you and um yeah i had, I had to write a couple different scripts for college uh the one i'm writing right now is not being written because writing is hard and i do not enjoy writing but mm-hmm. i understand like that's the thing you watch enough movies you read enough you get an understanding of what is good and what is bad and it's all subjective in a way but there are like um one piece of advice that's yeah. helped me is like um, just thinking of the dialogues as like uh, stepping stones to the next goal. So like when I was writing my film, it, it, it was I was not thinking about the dialogue. I wasn't thinking about like oh these are like compelling characters. Like how would they talk? You got to think about their intention and their obstacle. So in any sort of drama, in any creative piece, there's mm-hmm. you know a subjective good and bad or objective, however you want to look at it. Um, and there's always conflict between the two. No matter, like, if um, any scene doesn't have conflict, there's not really a lot of drama. And another interesting thing I learned was that most Hallmark movies that I made, the beginning and end of a scene, mm-hmm. I think it's like, I don't, I don't know if it's like some legal shit or whatever from the producers, it always has to resolve the conflict by the end of the scene because they're feel-good movies, you know? You can't have some girl, like, walk out on the guy or I mean, maybe it happens like occasionally, but like you can't have like a mom and a daughter talk to each other. And she's like mad at the mom or something. She like walks out the door. She's like, it's like, all right, I'll pick you up for dinner or some shit like that, you know, to keep the, and, and right. yeah, there's like, there's like high art, whatever, like there's good and bad movies, but in the end of the day, it's like, you know, does it make money? Is it entertaining? You know, um, middle America is what they call it. It's like right in the middle of America. It's mm-hmm. digestible. Like, I'm going to go see the fucking Mario movie. I'm not going there to fucking see some poetic, you know, masterpiece of character. I'm seeing the red dude jump around and get smacked around by the dragon, dude. Like, that's that's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. And that's enough for people, man. Right. Like, that's... When movies are really booming back in, like, the <laughs> 20s, 30s, Industrial Revolution time, like, like, the golden age of cinema, like, all the way up until... Like, it was an escape. And escapism is, is a right, right. great philosophy not a great philosophy but it's a cool philosophy to understand and one that i've kind of applied a bit too much to my life where you just like you said you just sit alone and watch a movie it's like it's like a meditative experience you're 
getting away from reality. And if the movie's good, mm-hmm. it'll fucking suck you in. And you'll just, yeah, you'll forget like where you are. It's, it's really cool just mastering that. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the. But... One time, um, you talking I about remember the, you the, said to yeah, me, yeah. you were like, if you think about it, the best, uh, like, music and movies, if you think about historically, have always been in time periods of, like, something really bad going on, at least in the I mean, U.S. Like, and I was like, COVID that's such a good point. Because you in, were in like. In terms of that philosophy, but. Oh, and you were like, think about it, like, yeah. Vietnam era, yeah, best it's, music, it's really weird. post 9 11, um, best music and movies. And I was there's like, like that's movies a good that age really well. Point. Like, I wonder if there is, like, a correlation like, there. Some movies are just, like, so fucking relevant to things that are going on right now. It's like, I, I was just yeah, that's like listening a point. Um, to the Watchables podcast, and they were talking about Fight Club and how uh, it was, like, pre 9 11 and pre-Columbine. And it was just, like, so many of the, like, mm-hmm. the, the grunge fucking rage that, you know, I'm going to work my nine-to-five, that's not satisfying, I'm going to break all my kid furniture type of mentality, punch my fucking dad type of shit. Like, for some reason, like, that just resonated with a lot of people, like, com- like way after that. It came out. Even, like, like, American Cycle, all these, like, literally me movies that are coming out, like, the, people are just like, yeah, it's like, weird how like, like there's like waves of like you know um <laughs> desire from an audience and you can For almost sure. follow that and if you can predict that it's like it's like stocks or like investing it's like all right it's like up and down where's the interest now that like, people are always fucking yeah. chasing that. Mm-hmm. What do you think, um, like, were those movies, what is your opinion on the whole literally me thing? Um, Like, why was a movie like Fight Club made? (laughs) I think American Psycho is an interesting one, because what I heard was that when that came out, it flopped, but then it resonated with, like, a generation, like, year, like, Gen Z loved it for some reason. Which is probably a horrible cultural sign. <laughs> but like when American Psycho came out, people like were, were like, "What the fuck is like... this?" <laughs> like, like imagine being in the in the late nineties um, yeah, and you're like uh, watching this it's, weird there's, there's Christian a lot of, uh, male guy who no one that, has ever heard like, of. Like, like, like I also think it's kind of crazy business shit. Like holding a nail gun to a girl's head. But fucking like, I like Fight Club in the way it's like. Fight Club's such an interesting movie and like like Drive, fucking fantastic movie. Like, I, I understand yeah. like people don't like it for certain reasons, but I for the most part, it's a fucking great movie, dude. I fucking and then there's like there, there's Nightcrawler, which is like basically Drive Two, which is like insane. Like all these all these different characters. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's an exaggeration, a dramatization, like. Fantastic you know, again, like, escapism. Like, I want to fucking rob a bank today. You know, like, I'm going to turn on drive. Like, fuck it. You know, I'm, I'm the best goddamn driver in all Night City or whatever. Fuck. But, yeah, it's, um, it's definitely interesting. And mm-hmm. I, I think there is, like, a sense of, like, like in terms of, like, the popularity, I, I think that comes with the actors sometimes, too. It's, like, right. 
Pedro Pascal is like blowing up right now, and all some people are like, "Yo, he's in this and this." I never fucking seen him in Game of Thrones. Like, holy shit! Like, like all this crazy stuff. Um, I don't know. It, it's really it, it got just marketing too, you know, and just luck. Um, yeah, getting those actors where they are, and you know, being able to pick up on those roles. But uh, yeah, and I think there is a mm-hmm. certain level level of relatability within these characters, but they're blown completely out of proportion, which is what makes them so entertaining and like same like wolf of wall street that's why like it's such a fun movie to watch because you're like yo this dude damn near got away with it you know like what the fuck i wish i could do that i mean Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scorsese, Scorsese well, did that Wolf, one too. Wolf yeah, of Wall Street, I understand. Yeah, um, is, um, it's that's, basically yeah, like, a lot films, of directors right? really just nail that but sort of style. And I mean, if that you was look such at a how crazy it, movie like, because it's just the vibe so unlike of it and how the movie you know, looks. All Same the director, I think, too, Scorsese did both the past. of them. Like, it, it was. Yeah, man. It's not, actually today I heard on the radio it was um, fucking Al Pacino's birthday, apparently. It's like 83 or some shit. Happy birthday, Al! And on that, if you guys, I got, I got, a, I got a bunch Bio of different recommendations for you guys if you uh, are looking for stuff to watch. But uh, Al Pacino, Dog Day Afternoon. If you haven't seen that one, fucking great. It's based off a real event, yeah, real birthday, robbery. Yeah. Crazy movie. Some of the best acting Al Pacino's done for sure. <laughs> sure. cool is it hard to like in now that you kind of know all the background that goes into a film like is acting hard or like channel some sort of like like, are these people just like like, fucking morons or is it actually like because i've heard both like i guess but um both like different opinions from people who understand i don't know i mean for me acting isn't too hard i've taken i'm in an acting class right now i took one last semester took one in ecc they're all required. I again, I don't really want to fucking act, but I just kind of get put in these places where people want me to act. So I'm like, all right, and I enjoy it honestly. Like if I can just get paid to pretend to feel sad or be sad and like all this other shit, like that that'd be cool. But like in terms of my goals, I think it's a little bit delusional for me. I'm no, I'm no fucking gossip. I'm right. gonna, like <laughs> like. But um, it is fun, though. I, I do enjoy acting, and um, there's a lot of cool shit that you can, like, channel within yourself. Have you guys seen Barry on HBO? One of the best series I've watched, and um, do you know, like, what it's about? Like, the synopsis and all that? Yeah. It, and it's really cool because... Um, at least in the first season, no, I've been, I've been being I think watching. I it's see really the just a thing without just, like channeling emotion, but um, yeah, like a lot of actors use this like technique of like yeah. feeling, like like being able to manip- manipulate themselves to where they're able to convey emotion in a really effective way. Like some of the best Broadway actors can like cry on command, and I'm like, I, I, I don't, I'm not. It's not that deep. Like <laughs> I don't know if I can do that for myself, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's really impressive for, for people who can do that. Um, method acting, that's bullshit. I don't, I don't really subscribe to that. I think that's narcissism, for sure. 
Yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, yeah, for sure. This is this. I'll tie this question in too, because so for those of you listening, you have a lot of experience working around uh, comedians as well. Um, from your other job, uh, do you think is that a hard thing? I was wondering <laughs> that recently. Like I like I listen to all, I, it's so weird that now that there's this like stand up comedy and people who <laughs> like to like bow hunt and live in the woods are now like the same internet community because of Joe Rogan. <laughs> so I've gotten tied into knowing way more about this whole like you know. group of people than I should know. And they talk about it like so seriously <laughs> like they're like hey, people don't understand like it's a goddamn I mean, knife fight they're like you don't understand they're like well I, the grind that i <laughs> go through yeah. every day and like part of me is like i get it like it's hard but like you're I telling mean, jokes from what i've stage, heard from like, people like, stand up right like is this that hard your rogan does say that he's like i would rather have my family be killed than bomb on stage um from the scene that I've been around, it was weird because, like, I wasn't, like, too into comedy when I started working at uh, my job at Helium. But, um, like, they, they even, like, in the in the application form, it was, like, how much do you, like, comedy out of 10? I was, like, I was, like, eight. You know, I enjoy it. But there's, like, some, like, diehard, like, comedy fans out there. Um, and just being around it for, like, what, like, three years now and, like, just seeing so many different faces and personalities come through it is like yeah i mean like there's there's a yeah (laughs) it's like a a certain perspective you need to tap into to really be good at comedy from what i've seen like you really need to have an interesting yet relatable perspective on the world and just like like not take yourself too seriously you know it's like a lot of comics get on stage and they see some like really like personal shit and people laugh long because it's like yo like I can relate to that. Like, uh, I remember my professor, he was like showing us one of the movies he's made. And, uh, there were some like weird parts of it that I was just kind of like, like, me, like everyone in the class was kind of just like snickering at it. And he was like, well, like you guys can laugh if you want, but that's kind of like anxiety. My laughter is just like anxiety, just like releasing it away. I'm like, yo, that's a cool way of putting it. And like, every time I'm at the club now, I see people laughing. I'm like, no, it's insecure as fuck. But the most insecure person is, the one on stage or secure, however you want to look at it. Um, but yeah, through the time of seeing different comics come by, like seeing what mm-hmm. works and again, like marketability, like what sells is like, it's insane. Like what, like I've had like uh, Shane Gillis, Dan Soder, Dan mm-hmm. Williams Jr. Uh, Craig Robinson, fucking Polly Shore came by. That was an interesting time. Um, What's his fucking name? Champ from Anchorman was there. He was cool as fuck. Yeah, man. No, I uh, I talked. I actually got a picture with him. And I posted on my story, <laughs> and then he like responded to my like in my DMs with like a fucking like disco band dancing. Right. And I'm like, yo, that's, him, huh? <laughs> that seems like um, at the bar. Tell yeah, no, the like, morning guy. Like, yeah. At helium in general um damn i have some like crazy ones one dude like so we have like <laughs> every... 
What are the craziest like interactions you've had with people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was during um uh, That was Sam Marill. Insane, dude. He's last, like he's like yo, give me a there, strong island. I don't know. I'm like, what you remember when <laughs> um, give me another. <laughs> I'm like, yo, how can you just door dash McDonald's? He's like, dude, Sam Marill came on stage like five minutes after that. We all know who that was. I cannot remember any <laughs> I do have a lot of respect for stand-up comedy because I feel like I feel like organic comedy. Like if you're just in a conversation with a bunch that's, of people, and anybody really with it, like, it's like the same thing with average like speed moving brain can make a funny joke like every brands, now and then. Like, but to like sit down and, like and come up with an entire of writing, routine of original like, yeah, humor yeah, that relies on right. nobody but yourself, oh, it's like, like, like that's hard but also, to do. <laughs> um, so at least some of the, like, the local comics, like they have a set that works. They have like. You know, maybe they give them like five minutes. They have five minutes worth of material, which is like five minutes on stage is a long ass time, especially if your crowd mm-hmm. is not receptive at all. Um, but if you have shit that works and you just have this like mentality, because in the end of the day, it's like you have the mic, you know, like some asshole in the back could like, yo, fuck you. And you like, if you yeah turn that on him, right. yeah, if you don't fold on that shit and the crowd like is against you, you're fucked. If the crowd's against you, you're fucked. But like, I'm trying to think of like some some of like mm-hmm. the best comebacks I've heard from hecklers. Like we get a lot of fucking hecklers at Helium, and just the way that some comics can just win. react yeah. and just turn that on them is so fucking funny. Like, no, go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Have, yeah, no, I know. Have you guys been watching man. like Andrew uh, Schultz Andrew lately? He's comes been up blowing first, up a ton. I feel like his yeah, crowd work is nutty. Like he's just like the, the, he, able to sit and just do an entire routine on just crowd Andrew work. Schultz. Oh shit! You looked up a yeah, picture of his face. You probably know who I'm talking about. Yeah, man, this dude, this dude's fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he's great. Um, <laughs> he's been on Joe, Joe Rogan a couple times. And honestly, because I work like fucking. Some of these bigger comics that go from like Thursday to Saturday or, or something like that, and it's just like show after show after show. Um, sometimes people just have like the same material, and that's fucking boring. Like it's fun the first time, you know, you buy your tickets to go see the guy that was alongside that one guy from SNL perform for one night only. That's a, it's a fun night, mm-hmm. but he does like the same thing, and you're just like, yo, like what the fuck? Like this dude is kind of like not like selling out, but it's like you know. It's it's incredible how people can sort of maintain that like personality that works just on stage, but then um, yeah, mm-hmm, dude, I thought that was a joke. Like you I thought that like I saw Amy from Brady trailer too. I thought it was one of those like, things. I'm like, I'm like, yo, like, like the same first time I saw both those trailers, I'm like, this like, dude, is like some fucking SNL. Thing, this is not real. And they're like, no, like, I go to the theater, I see like the posters all over. What? Y'all are falling through all this bit. This is incredible. Nah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call that like selling out. I'm not gonna 
fucking watch it when it comes to theaters. Like, I'm, right. there's, and, and that's another thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, and that's it. Like, it's crazy how, like, now we have, like, going back to the whole streaming thing, we now have the opportunities and the options to be like, that's something I'm going to wait till streaming. It's like, right. our professors are, are you going to see Maybe, like, lazy if wait till streaming? And it's like, we just have that option now. And it's like, yeah, like, I mean, you can't really wait, again, like, for Avatar 2 to come to streaming, because it's not really the same thing. If you want to be there for the story and, like, some of the cool visuals, I guess. But, like, you're there to get high as fuck and see the right. blue people dance around and fuck everything with their ponytails. Like, it's... it's... Mm-hmm. I never watched an episode of that, but I kind of understood the hype. <laughs> yeah. who, who are these people that, like, you think about these um, these mass-produced, for-streaming Netflix shows? Like, remember that show Wednesday that was huge? Mm-hmm. I, wa- I watched a little bit of it, and it's just like, it is... gr- you grew up with an iPad, like, brain melt, like, <laughs> stuff. And it's, but it's like, I wonder, like, who are... Th- the people who are writing well, that stuff, like, what is... Don't even get into that. After like, Snapchat made me become friends with an AI robot, like, like, it's just going like, crazy. <laughs> like, a huge army of writers, and they're like, this is what we're going to do. I think AI... Stra- Stranger <laughs> Things is written up, by I got AI. I had a bit of a Yeah, I can't wait. Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah, did you tell him what went down with the Snapchat robot? No, I'll I'll tell you off there, but... (laughs) (laughs) Got a little too silly with AI. Fucking (laughs) See, my whole fucking thing of, like, going into, like, a creative major in that way is, like, I didn't want to get a job that would be taken over by Mm -hmm. robots How is that going to affect... I'd just be, like, um, fucked. It's, like... like, I'm like, yeah, I'll be fine. You know, like, I could just, like, create and shit and, like, and, like draw my little pictures and maybe put them on a t-shirt or some shit like, like who knows and then they got like fucking ai art coming out where they're just like mm-hmm. slapping right. shit together <laughs> and again like like stealing it's like it is fucking stealing it's taking existing images and me- meshing them together into another shape that resembles something that you want um yeah i don't know i like i think that ai can be very useful if we use it as like a tool in that way but same, it's like the same thing with like music I think there's like a certain amount of like humanity that is inside of these works that people can resonate with like if something's written by a robot like if you've seen these fucking scripts like I, I think the premise are like a certain amount of stranger things is written by AI but again you have like a amount of humanity put into that where like people tweak things and, and rewrote shit so it sounded a bit more natural um, but once AI figures out how to like Again, like like I said, like movies are just manipulating audiences and, and drawing us in, and being like, "Yo, how the fuck did they get a guy to get inside an iron suit and fly around? That's crazy, you know." Obviously, we understand now, but like, if AI is able to understand where we at, we are where we are at now, like in terms of our technological understanding and, and all this shit, and they get ahead of us, they lap us in that fucking race. Like that is when we enter some nature right. shit, and that is like. That's another fucking question about do we live in a simulation? But this ain't Joe Rogan, so like, again, <laughs> yeah, save that for another one. Yeah, 
<laughs> what do you think um, makes someone like more creative or less creative? That's a, like that's an interesting. That's a thing wild to think about. question, like, and if we're that, that's, that's a great robot, question. Right? Like um, you probably met some really creative. And honestly, people dude, like, like I film and then stand up comedy also. Know. Like it, it's is there a, like an intelligent quota with that. You think? Or it's, it's a very just, unique uh, thing, kind of thing to have but, an ability to <laughs> be able to produce something that works, I guess. And again, it's it's all about who you direct it towards. Um, but again, there is an algorithm for a lot of basic shit that people understand. And, you know, the more we understand about ourselves and like fucking mental health awareness has just become a thing when people aren't like beating their wires, they're like, oh, wait, hey, you don't go to therapy like Tony Soprano, you know, fucking get my shit together. You know, like, yeah, it doesn't have to worry about that. Like, it can just like go past like a bunch of different level like going back to the fucking american psycho thing it's like it's like like oh all these like sigma males they fucking put yeah, their emotions right. aside and <laughs> get to the daily grind and shit like that ai doesn't have fucking emotions ai doesn't give a shit AI can't fall in love exactly dude like you don't give a fuck he's like what I, i've got to reproduce well i gotta be dumb and type these fucking spreadsheets all day long like what the fuck are you gonna do about it you're horny that's right you're hungry you're tired get, get your shit together <laughs> The ultimate Sigma. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, he doesn't have to deal with. I I thought it was really interesting, the point that you made earlier about how it's it's tough to kind of like ride that wave and and like predict where people are going to be at and the type of content that they want to like consume and i think that that kind of is my own little bit of personal philosophy he can't why feel her face like he can't kiss like, her oh, but she can feel him taxi driver gained so much popularity <laughs> because all of a sudden there's just a bunch of fucking lonely dudes that, that want to watch ryan goslin have an ai wife in blade runner 2049 because they can Right. Yeah, um, <laughs> they get it. They understand. So it's like, <laughs> I think that's why the literally me shit is so popular. But it's like nobody was gonna, nobody was gonna be able to predict that that was gonna happen. You know that. <clears throat> but but Wyland, do you think? Um, are I mean, how I think they both play these movies a good that, part in it. Um, um, but again, you have to remember to the history of like social thing. Is so there are, there is a certain level how many of this is genius credibility level to like where the trends are writing. going. Um, and it's all about like I guess who you talk to, and you know, I, I, if you're any sort of creative, I highly recommend just getting mm-hmm. a bunch of different perspectives on the same subject. If you're looking, like it's just basic journalism. You know, you, you go about, you can't just go out and like ask educated people about one question and be like, this is what the population thinks, you know? It's like, no, nah, like, there's so many different def- demographics they have to, like, understand, mm-hmm. and it, it gets really weird, because I, I noticed a big flaw in a lot of, like you said, like, marketability and, and just appeasing to the masses and making inclusion a thing. Like, there, there's forced inclusion and there's a bunch of other shit that like audiences can just get a fucking whiff of immediately 
people are like, why did they make the new Little Mermaid black? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, like it was I, like I didn't think that was like a, a big statement or anything, mm-hmm. but also like, you know, people like being included, and I, I think that's important, and you should definitely understand other perspectives. Um, right. <laughs> But it's an issue when, when yeah, like, it seems yeah. like the whole purpose of the intellectual property was to to raise. Yeah, the and and that the wasn't even brand. and that like, sucks because it didn't have to do anything. An issue with that new, the aspect um, of it, you know, like my world or strange world, on that is like a new Pixar movie. Write good characters, out, like, and if they're gay or I don't know, a lot of that, and different race than you, or like they're different gender like fucking that's not really what you have to drive them off of you know a lot of these like fucking women empowerment movies are so about like yo like kick the men in the balls and that's what the ladies want like hell yeah it's like no man like they just want like people just want to feel uplifted in in any way and you do have to consider different perspectives but one of my favorite movies and again fucking james cameron but like terminator 2 one of the best fucking action movies out there. And yeah. Sarah Connor, like, James Cameron was like, yeah, I'm a feminist and shit like that. But it shows, like, Sarah Connor's a fucking badass. And she's not, like... And there's different, like... Yeah, she has a goal and she's going after it. It's not like, because yeah. I'm a woman, I can kick this robot in the face. Like, no, man, like, she's, like... She's got the maternal aspect to her. She almost cares mm-hmm. about her kid and, like, there's other driving forces that are it's not forced you know, in very any way. subjective to women but that's not like yeah right. people i think do try to like market more towards like a specific demographic right. even presidents are just like we gotta get the black vote it's like yo what <laughs> you don't have to say that you could just like wrap your next like debate and, like, or some shit like that exactly Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like an out of touch perspective. Why is HBO so good at writing shows, and all the other production studios are so bad at making shows? <laughs> right. I mean, I just oh, got boys. HBO Max to watch Succession, yeah, and I'm looking through all the shows on there and i'm like oh wait like it's like that yeah man meme I where mean, they're on the moon and the guy is a gun in his head and i'm like wait it was exactly, all hbo it's like always was the best and, entourage oh um, yeah like the literally idea every like good what show you ever envision as like the big picture fire. for your company or whatever what you want to represent and i think that's where disney is sort of falling into a bit of trouble now like because they're like Mm. I remember, like, there was talks about, like, Apple consuming Disney and, like, shit like that. Probably not going to happen. Yeah, and that's, like, that's, like, one of those, I feel like, last-ditch sure. type of deals. But, like, does Apple really want to manage parks? Because that's really what Disney is all about. They're, you know, same thing with George Lucas and his fucking Star Wars. That would be He's insane. Like, we need to that have would be the Ewoks the so people of all time, right? can buy their kids yeah. these bears and little hats on them and they can go to sleep next to them and they make so much fucking money that's when they made space balls he's like yo like 
I don't give a shit if you rip off my entire fucking thing. Just, I mean, I don't know if he said like, don't sell merch to Mel Brooks or something like that. Or I know one thing he said, it was like, don't make the protagonist like Luke Skywalker. So he dressed him as Han Solo yeah. instead. <laughs> it was like, um, but it's just to make money, you know? And you don't see any like, um, total kind of shift in perspective here. But, um, the biggest thing that got me into movies is just graphic novels and comic books <laughs> in general. And just looking at those and like, right. you see like Watchmen, which is in my opinion, one of the best graphic novels ever released. The adaptation was okay. You know, like I thought it was a really cool movie. I thought it was done well, but there was like certain elements they just could not squeeze in there or maybe Zack Snyder was just like yeah fuck it yeah fuck the whole squid thing we're just gonna blow him with a talent mm-hmm. bomb or something I don't know but in in the end of the day like there's there's storyboarding which is basically yeah. just making a comic book for the movie you know and then matching those sequences together and you know you see certain movies out there that are like just to you know gain an audience's attraction but you know they're they're okay movies. You know they're not they're not great. But then you look at like, you know, relating it to comics and graphic novels, you see like the comic strip Calvin and Hobbes, where like Bill Watterson didn't fucking sell any merch. You can't buy like a Calvin and Hobbes Hobbes fucking doll off the shelf now because he just wouldn't let it. Or like Charles Schultz making the peanuts was like the George Lucas in this thing. He was like. Everyone's gonna have a fucking Snoopy on their Christmas tree. Like, goddamn it, I'm gonna make these comic strips until I bleed every last dollar out of these Sunday paper reading Americans. Right. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point for sure. Um. I think it was also what do you like? Literally, just like I think it was like a hundred some things I learned from film school. I got like as like a Christmas like, gift. What what is some like your favorite? One kind of, of the quotes in there was like every movie like should your be favorite, a thriller, like genre, which I thought was like really cool. Going back to the whole, you know, every scene should have drama between characters and all that. Um, I love thrillers, and like the same reason I think people love horror movies is like, holy shit, you trick my brain into being scared when I'm just sitting on my couch with like some popcorn, mm. like what? I'm like in a completely safe space for an instant. You made me believe that there's like a demon in my closet. Like that's crazy. I I love shit like that. Um, Yeah, man, I'm all about the adrenaline rush. You know, if you can cut things together and make the sound Mm -hmm. cool enough to get me on the edge of my seat, like that, that's what I'm there for. If you're like boring me, like wasting my time, just like clearly like filling up time with some bullshit, like, I can kind of read that now. It's cool because you can read that in not only just movies, but like other things too. Everything's like sales, you know? Yeah, every, everyone's selling themselves yeah, and all that. Um, yeah, no, thrillers, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Damn, this, movie, this question always comes to me, and I feel like it's always changing, but I, I anticipated this question. So I'm a so what do, you, what do you think somebody like uh, your your favorite titles of now, in the genre? Top movie is like if somebody asks you like what's your favorite movie of all time? A great movie. If you guys haven't seen it, it's films that come to mind. Fucking you guys, you guys would love it. It's, um, mm-hmm. it's uh yeah it's it's about a um, just honestly like before we even watch it. I mean, 
it doesn't even matter but like the, just the opening sequence mm-hmm. alone is crazy it like so it oh, takes place, yeah, place in like the yet. favelas of brazil i believe and absolutely um, putting it on my list it, like it, it just falls like this kid who like has lived in the slums his entire life but has this eye for photography it's like a camera and ends up like coming into contact with this like magazine publishing company and they're like he's like the peter parker they're like holy shit you got pictures of the slum life like we can't go in there like what the fuck so he ends up making money like hustling these pictures of like like crazy shit going on exactly i want more pictures of machete murders exactly um but it, it follows him and like you know his his hustle on, on that side mm-hmm. but also like how he navigates this i want more pictures of crazy Spider-Man. fucking lifestyle which is like full of just danger <laughs> and crazy characters um and the cinematography is fucking great in that and like i was saying like the opening sequence it literally just starts on like this montage of like a market and you see this chicken and like this these chickens are being like stripped and like thrown into this pot to be fucking boiled all of a sudden this chicken just like is like fuck this and jumps off the table and like starts running through the streets and all these people around are just so fucking bored that they start chasing this chicken and you just it's like this whole you just watch this chicken like run through the streets like in a panic everyone's like yo get that fucking chicken and all of a sudden, he, like, runs into the middle of the street, and it pans up to, like, our, I think our, like, protagonist is, like, looking at all these people that are chasing the chicken. They're like, yo, get the chicken. Like, he's, like, right in front of it. And he turns around, and there's, like, a armada of, like, police <laughs> force and, like, like people in a riot gear just, like, ready to, like, throw down a lot. And all of a sudden, it turns into, like, a fucking standoff. And then it cuts to, like, his childhood. And then we start the story. It's really, really fucking great movie. But um, I got a question for you guys. What is your absolute least favorite movie of all time? What movie do you fucking despise? You will like watch it once, hate it, or maybe even just rewatch it just to so, uh, yeah, enjoy how much you hate it. What do you think, Rex? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, that that's a whole because exactly you take time out of your day to go like fucking. That's an excellent. I don't know if I've ever been asked that question. Six dollars worth of popcorn to watch the show. Like, yo, that I had like gone to the theaters, just (laughs) like pissed that I went to the theaters. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Honestly, man. Dude, honest, no, honestly, no, that's, like, that is completely I think just because fair, I, would, I grew say, up because, such a diehard like, Star Wars fan, like it some is of the incredible, like how many people have been inspired to out start making movies just by watching upsetting. Star Wars alone and yeah, just like, growing up with a series. And I definitely say. had that same sort of like when Professor says he's like, "Yo, I wasn't like injected with this like George Lucas Star Wars shit. You guys were into your bloodstream as a kid. Like I'm not. Like I don't understand." He's like, it pisses me off to all you fucking Marvel fans out here because back in the day, we get bullied if we start reading Marvel comics. Now it's a big fucking thing. Fuck that shit. But like, yeah, like like The Last Jedi and fucking Rise of Skywalker. Like, yeah. you go to those, like, after like Force Awakens, which is honestly, like, not the worst. It's not my favorite movie, but like, starting a new series, I thought like the visuals were really right. cool. 
they blew up another fucking moon, but like at least that was cool to watch. You got to like be right on there as they're fighting on it. But then like eight and nine, man, you're just like that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've always, I've always just felt that like with a franchise that is like that powerful like when you walk into that writing hey, room weird, or because you're like, editing that movie like that should be like be like about to drop a nuclear bomb like they the people but, who are involved in that that should be their whole life they should <laughs> that should be the only thing that they've ever done i can like, like <laughs> I can it, it is not yeah, something like that, you fuck around the, with and i feel the like the chillax attitude of like oh this will be cool just surround a lot like, of these properties and it's like they should live in like so fucking a, valuable on an know? island like, and not my childhood i'm never gonna watch another one of your movies again oh come on another star wars movie all right you know, check that out. Like, it's crazy how it, like... Yeah, exactly. Like, it still maintained that sort of, like, control on that. I haven't watched... I watched, like, maybe one episode of the new series right. of Mandalorian. I couldn't fucking get into that shit. Like, I, I'm... Like, a lot of these... Like, yeah, Star Wars... I'm let's see how mad this one Like, Marvel came up a couple months ago. <laughs> that was holding out for a while. But, um... Yeah, man. Like, that shit is depressing. Like, why the fuck do they... Why the rose kiss Finn? What was up with that? Why? Like, yo, where'd that come from? You, like, force that shit in. It's like, eat your I'm broccoli. It's like, I didn't come to you about goddamn broccoli, man. I... I... <clears throat> oh, boy. I love this. All right, let's hear it. Well, it's like, there's... It... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, I just sat and meditated on my answer to your question, and it like is it like a memory deep, in me, like letter D train. <laughs> so there's one time you guys remember the Red Box? Yeah. Yeah. So I got I like a movie that. from the Red Box called the D Train. Have you guys ever seen it? D, like the letter D. It's it's Jack Yo. Black and James <laughs> Marsden. And, dude, it's, like, supposed to be this fucking comedy. And it was Jack Black trying to get, like, the most popular dude from their high school to come to their high school reunion. And, like, early-ish on in the movie, there's this scene where he gets, like, basically raped by Ben Marsden. (laughs) And it's supposed to be, like, a joke. Like, it's like, like, oh, I want to impress this guy so bad to get him to the high school reunion that I have sex with him. But it was, this like, movie, just if you're gonna give me dark as fuck to and not funny. Yeah, the things are so I, I didn't even finish the movie. <laughs> like I had to return movie. it to the Red Box. Just, just yeah, that's, that's, that's the worst movie. That's my least got, favorite like, the rock movie of all time. <laughs> like, yo, this is gonna be a party movie, bro. I'm gonna sit yes, down yes, and yes, my boy yes. Jack's like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like that, but not funny at all, and Little it will make you one. depressed. <laughs> yeah. An unlimited budget? Nope. <laughs> right. That is like, oh my God. Such an anxiety and yeah. question. 
Last question, like, we'll wrap it up. Wyland, what are you doing like, with the unlimited know I'd, like, budget? I mean, because, like, so much money goes in towards, like, actors and mm-hmm. shit. Like, yeah, just film, show. So that... I don't know, What's man. Plot? I might make, like, a fucking Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Not, like, the way <laughs> where I think, like, Robert Downey Jr. Like, do something crazy like that. <laughs> His second role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, you just do another That's what you do with unlimited yeah. budget. You would pay, you would pay him so much you that he couldn't refuse to do it again. Put off like a double myself and like live my life out on our own little island or something. I don't know, man. But like creatively, like damn. I don't know. I'd have to like really sit on that. Like, I really have to like make something super fucking dope. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I would use that one with care. I'd so use it crazy. not to make some like bullshit like Avatar thing. I don't know why that 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 was such you... an incredible movie. I I am so angry at that movie, yet I completely understand it. It is just like. I don't know, because that's not, if you have a certain amount of budget, you expect to make a certain amount of money back. But uh, damn, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like because right. it's like I'm with you. I'm with you on the Avatar. I've always felt like it's I'm, really just. Oh no! It's like it's like nothing super special, you know. Invading America for the amount of for the Americans like, there and look how bad we are. Praise against at doing this shit. But also, look at this cool fucking robot we got. Like, look at these cool guns we got. Look at these look at mm-hmm. this rocket and blew that dude off his horse. Like, isn't that badass? You saw that in three D. It's like, yo, what are you trying to tell me now? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah, it's appealing. It's like too safe, you know, like. There's like they say like uh right. it's like fucking Minecraft, you know? It's like the most basic ass block yeah. graphics, but like it's fun to play. And then you have these For fucking real. games that look like photorealistic. <laughs> it makes it look too you cool. Walk around the highway and like pick up a ball. And it's like, all right, cool. Like it looks like me, but like I couldn't do shit in it. You know, I didn't really like it wasn't fun. So Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. But yeah, dude, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of crazy shit. I can like I can get into so much fucking more. I've gone into half the shit I've fucking Enjoy been traumatized it. about through film right. school, but yeah, yeah, that's a, that's an excellent analogy. Yeah, man, it's been it's been a fun time. Man. Yeah, dude. I just I went to film school to. <laughs> meet more people that like movies man and i love being surrounded you're by welcome back whenever i'd love to do this again people like your your expertise fits in exactly with a lot of the shit we talk about all the time so <laughs> um no nah, not yet man mm-hmm. wyland kiefer you'll be hearing my name out there you um, know I'll any anything up, you would um, like to plug? Yeah, like, man. Any I'm just I'm out here just gathering people. Always happy to help. These type of creative projects out there, man. I'm just like I said, riding the wave. You know, just getting through sure. it. Coming down the pipeline. Yeah, of course, Absolutely. man. Big on.
Sweet. Well, great talking right to you, man. Well, yeah, thanks, dude.